This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. from the Iron Maidens. You're listening to the Mosh Pit on Zen of the Irons. Kirsten Rosenberg is the lead singer of the Iron Maidens, an all-female Iron Maiden tribute band. Paying tribute to frontman Bruce Dickinson, Kirsten performs as Bruce Dickinson. The band will be, will be performing Iron Maiden classics at a number of dates in Australia in May and June. The Melbourne date is the 1st of June at the Corner Hotel. Kirsten, welcome to Mosh Pit. Oh, thank you. Happy to, happy to be here. Uh, Kirsten, how did you become the singer of the Iron Maidens? Well, I was I was in a you know a, a rock cover band, um, and I happened to discover the Iron Maidens on the internet. And it's funny because in my in my cover band it was me and a bunch of fellows, and we loved Iron Maiden. Man. That's all we wanted to play. But you know, we played in bars, and the bar owners wanted you to play lighter stuff like Bon Jovi and Poison and, you know, really keep the women there, which brought in the fellas who bought the drinks, et cetera, et cetera. But, man, we loved, just loved Iron Maiden. So I saw this band on the Internet, the Iron Maiden, and it blew my mind. I was like, what? What? And I, and I just looked at that singer and I said, I want her job. So then uh, many months later, as fate would have it, they were auditioning new singers, and it worked out that I was able to uh, travel to the West Coast where I'm based out of, and my family is, is here in L.A., and audition, and then I just simply threatened to kill them all if they didn't let me join the band, and the rest <laughs> is history. Well, there you go. Uh, Kirsten, how do you, like, practice, train, or rehearse, or whatever, to become Bruce Chickenson, not just, you know, in Bruce's voice, but, you know, his movements, his costume changes, and all that? Oh, well, first of all, I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan, okay, so, you know, I, I've been a fan since I was a kid. I've, I've been to the concerts, I have the, the concert DVDs, you know, I had the, the vinyl, the tape cassettes, the whole, everything. So I'm coming coming to it from a huge fan, as a huge fan, so it was really fun for me to actually dig in once I knew I got, I got the gig to actually really focus on watching, watching all his moves and, and trying to emulate them, you know, without, without being too maudlin about it. And, you know, part of the costume changes, I, you know, being a different gender, I, I have to take certain liberties with the costumes. You know, I, I generally don't go topless, as he used to do, generally. Um, so, you know, but I, I, you know, I try to make sure my outfits are, they all have a historical context. Like, why is she wearing that shirt? Oh, that's from the Live After Death tour. Why is she wearing that belt? You know, why is she wearing those pants? So, you know, there's always like a, a historical context. It's kind of like that movie, um, what's it called? Rockstar, I don't know, with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with it over there. It was, you know, it was a movie about a guy in a tribute band and how seriously they took it. Uh, to make sure they were just factually correct on everything. Uh, yes, I think I've heard of that, but I haven't seen that. Since uh, you, you mentioned, uh, how, how many Iron Maiden shows do you think you've been to? I want to say about maybe 10 over the years. Not nearly enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's only uh, so many you can go to, because um, it's a lot of money, obviously. But uh, what about, do you have all their albums as well? 
playing still as Bruce Dickinson or do you have a bit of like a Paula Diano going on? Okay, very good question. Um, okay, really it's it's Paul Diano in the style of Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I kind of imprinted on those songs listening to Bruce do them, but there's certain characteristics, certain hallmark things um, that Paul did on, on those songs that I try to capture as well. I think my voice naturally is more akin to Bruce Dickinson's style of vocals, a lot of vibrato, um, but, and I, Paul is great, and he still is fantastic to this day. Um, we had the privilege and the honor of getting to perform a couple of songs with him in the United Kingdom. He sounded absolutely phenomenal. So, go Paul. But uh, I, I tend to put more in the style of Bruce Dickinson. Of course. So, uh, Rose, uh, according to what I read online, it says your favourite Iron Maiden songs are Moonchild, Back in the Village, Infinite Dreams, Revelation, and Aces High. Is that still accurate? Well, I would say they're not, they haven't been demoted, but really, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I, I pick a handful of songs. I love those songs. I, I love so many. It's, I really, like right now, I'm really grooving on the Klansmen. That's a really fun song to do. Um, it's hard for me to say I have favourites. Those songs are certainly still among my favorites, absolutely. Anything else that you're really digging at the moment? Okay, let's see. I just saw the clans. Oh, yes. Monsecure. And let me tell you, I got I to tell Iron Maiden fans out there, for those of you that are not well-versed in Dance of Death album, go back and listen to it again a lot. That album is amazing. It's amazing. I love that song. But, you know, sometimes we play that song, People are like, yeah, they're really into it when we start, but then they look a little, sometimes they look a little lost, uh, like they're not as familiar with that one. So I'm saying, Iron Maiden fans out there, go back, school yourself, Death of Death, an amazing album. Speaking of that album, I was uh, looking at your set list, and I think in terms of material, I think that may actually be, correct me if I'm on, the, the latest material you actually do, because I, I couldn't see, because you, you guys don't do anything past that album. You don't do, like, The Final Frontier or the, the, the new album, we Book don't. of Souls, either. We don't. We've always kind of thought, like, oh, let Maiden tour, you know, let Maiden tour. <laughs> Kidding, of course. You know, but they, they're touring on their current material, and, you know, we'll stick to the, the older material, the classics. That being said, I would love to do some stuff off of um, their latest release, Book of Souls. I would love to do Death or Glory. I think that'd be really fun. There's some other ones on there that really appeal to me as well. How about Empire on the Clouds? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, you know what? I bet that would be really fun to sing, definitely. Yeah. Um, that, God, that's got to be the longest song they do. I thought Run of the Ancient Mariner was long. 
mean, Andorra the Cars totally eclipses that one. Maybe if you get uh, Michael to play with you, uh, the keyboardist from yeah. Iron and you'll be able to play Empire of the Cards. That would be pretty mad. That would be awesome. You know, he has played with a band before, um, several years ago. Actually, before I joined, not long before I joined, but he did a show with the band, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, so, in the future, maybe, newer stuff. But have the fans yeah. been requesting that? Not seriously. You know, sometimes you'll hear someone toss it out from the crowd, but... I don't think they seriously expect it. Like, okay, here we go. You know, out of one. You know, so we haven't really gotten any requests for that one. Okay, well, I would love to. Actually, the Final Frontier was my first album because uh, the band came to Soundwave like in 2011, I think. So that was my first I made an album. So here's your Final Frontier request for any of those songs: Coming Home, Final Frontier, El Dorado. There you go. Oh, I know, right? When the wild Grammy-winning Grammy material there. Um, it's I don't know why, but no people people do not. I uh, know where they request from that album, and I don't know why not. Hmm. You think like maybe the younger fans, like the younger fans like me, would? All right, and we you know what's really cool. Speaking of younger fans, I love seeing younger fans. We see little kids at shows. They're, they're probably the, the kids of, of you know the original generation fan, but I love it that these. It's not just a nostalgia act, Iron Maiden. They're bigger than ever. I mean, certainly you know that um, their draw is just it's phenomenal. It's like probably three generations of people, more people coming, you know, coming to discover the, the gospel of Iron Maiden. I love it. Awesome. Now, uh, so I'm guessing, so to the fans that will come see your Australian shows, I guess they should expect most of the 80s and 90s classics for the most part. Yes, that would be a fair statement. And a bit of Dance of Death thrown in. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Now, you got a meeting greet at this show, so what usually happens at these? Do the fans just hang out and talk Iron Maiden and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, a lot of that. A lot of times there, there's a lot of people, and so we do you know, have to move them through in an orderly fashion because the people at the back of the line start to get uh, you know, frustrated waiting around while someone at the front of the line is, is retelling their, their, their first you know, Iron Maiden concert. We totally get it. We love it, you know. I We understand as Iron Maiden fans. I totally get that passion. Uh, but there's a, a practicality to it. You know, you want you want to make sure everybody has their chance to come through the line. So, you know, we, we're happy to shake hands with people, talk to them, take photos, the whole bit. We're just so grateful, so grateful to be in the position that we're in. We're having so much fun, and we appreciate that people want to come to the show. Do uh, certain songs like go better in certain markets? Like, do you do you change your set list around for certain for certain countries? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and our drummer Linda, she is the the keeper of set lists. She is the set list queen, so she saves all of them. She knows what we played everywhere the band has played, and so we also, you know, are conscious of not repeating the exact same set when we go back somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, like Latin America go for maybe some deeper cuts and some really big anthemic songs, like something like maybe The Klansmen, um, a lot of sing-along stuff. They, they really get into that. Okay, there you go. But uh, I am meeting fans around the world are passionate, so... Yeah. <laughs> I know you have... Um, your vocals are on the, the Japanese DVD that was released, but would you record a new album of more Iron Maiden covers? Yes, we would. In fact, we're scheduled to go into the studio at the end of March 
because we need to have a recording of the current lineup. You know, the stuff that the band has recorded is so outdated now. It's so, like, over 10 years old, at least. And uh, only two members are the same, so it doesn't reflect how we currently sound. Even the Japanese DVD, I mean, we've progressed a lot since then and have, have a different lineup. The best lineup to date, I would say. Of course. <laughs> any hints of what, <laughs> of any, any hints of any covers um, that are going to be on it? Hmm. Hmm. Hints. Well, certainly some of the songs that you will hear in our set at the show will be on the CD. Um, you know, I mean, some of them you just, you just got to do. You got to do like The Trooper or Number of the Beast. You know, I mean, people, they expect to hear that. They want to hear that. But we try to throw in as many, you know, deeper cuts as we can. Granted, we don't want to make this a double, a double album. <laughs> okay, so I think, like, that's Trooper, for example, would have been recorded on the previous albums, I imagine. So yeah. you're still going to do a diff- new version of that? Yes, yes, yes. And also because a lot of times uh, radio and press, they pull from those old recordings and... You know, that's not what we sound like anymore. So, what bands have you been listening to uh, lately, Kirsten? Besides Iron Maiden. I haven't listened to lately. Yeah, besides Iron Maiden. I know, right? (laughs) But you know what? I seriously do listen to Iron Maiden all the time. I really, I'm like the ultimate fan. It never gets old. Well, my tastes vary all over the place. You know what I was listening to a lot of, um, like a week ago, was uh, Judas Priest. I was just like, I haven't listened to this in so long. Um, Just going back and like, damn two good bands. Um, honestly, I'm not into a lot of the new metal. It just doesn't, it doesn't grab me. But as I say, my tastes are all over the place. You know what I also listen to? A lot of Barbara Streisand. Because let me tell you, her voice, even though she is not metal, she's got killer chops. Her voice is metal. What that woman can do with her voice, it's amazing. It gives me goosebumps. So I'm a big Barbara Streisand fan. And I listen to pop, you know, a lot of classic rock. But but no no real current. Trying to think, am I listening to anybody current? Not really. <laughs> Are there any uh, tribute acts that you enjoy? They don't have to be gendered, but I I am thinking of like Hell's Bells, ACDC, Mandonna, and Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, um, lots of our friends are in tribute bands. There's so many good ones. Um, we're we're really good friends with the guys in Damage Inc which is a Southern California Metallica tribute. And to me, I close my eyes and I'm hearing Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> and the lead singer even looks like James Hetfield. Amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. There's an incredible Judas Priest one called Just Like Priest. Um, there's a, 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 a Dio tribute uh, with uh, female players called Dia. Phenomenal. There's just so many good ones. And I, I know I'm you know, forgetting to mention tons of ones that I love you know, that we're friends with. Oh, yeah. Yes, heaps. Um, now, I read online that Bruce and Steve Harris gave you the thumbs up. I think they actually saw you perform as well. So how does that feel, getting, like, the seal of approval? Well, I can only tell you what it must feel like, because the sad tragedy of this story is that it was before I joined the band. Oh, really? But, <laughs> yes. But even knowing that that happened to the band, I feel great pride. I think it's awesome. I mean, super cool. And we are about to embark on the Monsters of Rock cruise, um, next week, and um, Steve's going to be on the cruise with his band, British Lion. So, um, you know, it'd be cool, cool if he wanted to jump in and sit in for our set. I'm not, you know, not holding my breath for that one, but that would sure be a, a, a highlight. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it was you that performed with Steel Panther. Can you tell us what that experience was like? 
oh, you mean the time when we just jumped up on stage and, and uh, I don't even know, I think we did Hallowed Be Thy Name or something. Oh, yeah, so that, was in, that, wasn't, that wasn't planned or anything, it just happened. Oh, yeah, we were there at the show in Las Vegas and they pulled us out of the crowd. Some of our, our band members uh, know um, Ralph, the singer, and some of the other band members in Steel Panther from way, way back, way back. And uh, they're, they're a nice bunch of guys, super talented, super talented. That was fun, because they're fun. They're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, total entertainment. I'm good at it. Absolutely. Uh, do you perform outside of the Iron Maidens? Um, I do occasionally. Like, I, I sit in on various jams a lot. Um, I don't have a steady, regular, like, second band at the moment. There have been times when I have other side projects going. I don't right now. So... Uh, you know, when I'm available, though, I'll fill in or, or sit in for a few songs somewhere. But the maidens keep me very busy. Have you uh, heard about the me no more, hashtag me no more moving in Australia, Kirsten? Uh, actually, I'm not familiar with that. Fill yeah. me in. Yeah, so it's a number of Australian female musicians. They signed an open letter in December calling out sexual misconduct in this country. You know, uh, similar to the... Sweden did a similar open letter, you know, it's based on the... Weinstein ah. scandal. So, just wondering, as a obviously as a female musician, if you have any comment on, I guess you know this these sorts of conduct in the music industry. Um, you know, I have to say, um, I guess I've been extremely fortunate, or just extremely ignorant. I'm not aware of really ever being discriminated against as a woman in this industry. My band members may have different stories to tell. I think. Nowadays, um, I mean, obviously, there's there's still sexual harassment and discrimination going on, clearly, but it's not as unusual to uh, see women, uh, you know, playing metal. I mean, my God, there's so many incredible female players these days. Um, and certainly our band, when it started in 2001, I mean, the, you know, the, the gimmick is, is that we're women, and at that time, it was unusual for women to be playing metal, and it doesn't hurt you know, to have a very attractive bandmates and, um, you know, show a little tits and ass, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say with a smile, a smile and a wink. But the truth is, if that's all this band was about, it wouldn't have had this longevity and it wouldn't have the fan base it does, you know. Um, the girls, all of the, the women that have played in this band throughout the years have the, the, definitely have the musical chops. You know, to back it up, and they may they may be beautiful, but they're incredibly talented. So the music and the talent speaks for itself. So, but to answer your question, honestly, I I can't say I've ever really experienced it. I've been very fortunate. No, well, I've seen that footage online. You guys definitely know how to rock. So I imagine a lot of female fans tell you at the meet and greets that you inspire them to perform metal, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and especially little girls. It's really heartwarming. Love it, and you know. Especially the, the little drummers out there, the little guitar players and the bass players. I mean, they're just, like, they're all, their eyes are just, like, you can see the, the, the sparkling in their eyes when they, you know, talk to the girls. And it, it's really heartening to see that. Awesome. Um, anything, like, special about the Australian? Because I think you've been here, Australia, you've been with the IMAs to Australia before. Anything special about, the, about being in Australia or the Australian audiences that you've noticed? Actually, this is our first time. We've never been there. Never. So uh, this is like something to cross off our bucket list. This is beyond dreaming. I mean, this is incredible. We are so, 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 so excited to come.
it's just a huge honor and it's a dream. So it's super, super psyched. Do the mosh pits go off at, at your shows? Like, do they have massive circle pits and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, we get mosh pits, for sure. We even get some people who manage to make it on stage and stage dive, even though they're not supposed to. Uh, oh, yeah. It's wild. Kirsten Rosenberg will be performing as Bruce Chickenson with the Iron Maidens in Melbourne on Friday the 1st of June at the Corner Hotel. Thanks so much for joining us, Kirsten. It's been my pleasure, and I so look forward to meeting all of the Irons. Awesome. Um, so you got any words for the Australian fans who are coming to see your shows? Uh, we, we're going to be all smiles, all sweat, going crazy. We expect nothing less than that from you. We want people next to be sore for at least 48 hours after our show. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm throwing down, throwing down the metal gauntlet, people. Come on. Show us what you've got, Australia. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, Kirsten, and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll see you then. All right, great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and metal tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on SYN 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream SYN 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Tomato from Flashdown Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls Go. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Misfits. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Moss Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Ron from 1449. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Tips.